I'm still working on this, guys. You know, I'm still mastering my mean girl. I'm still practicing crystal clear communication with my husband every day. I'm not going to stand here and say I am quote unquote perfect. I am still on my path and I'm still on my journey. I'm so grateful to be on this path and be on this journey with everyone at the same time. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, a lifestyle podcast hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Tune in for a new episode every Tuesday to hear our honest conversations about topics like wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and self-development with guests who are really smart, really inspirational, and really fucking funny. (laughs) It's real, it's raw, and it's unfiltered. Inspired by our transition from our 20s to our 30s, we realized it's so much more than that. Our mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate any transitions in your life and propel your personal growth. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Oh man, Chris and I were just ESPing each other. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> it's actually crazy. Well, it's crazy now because like, like we were ta- in a conversation earlier, and it was weird because I was thinking, I was thinking the same thing mm-hmm. a few times. We just know by looking at each other. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. Why? But then there are those very rare moments mm-hmm. where we're thinking <laughs> the exact opposite. <laughs> Like what? I don't know. So, well, and how, how I know is that like, if I say, <laughs> if I say like, oh, like how about, um, how about, how about that? Zoe's boyfriend, right? Uh-huh. Like how weird was that? Oh. And you're like, you're like, oh, tell me more. Oh yeah. And yeah, I know yeah, that yeah. you don't, aren't in full agreement. I want, I want more details because <laughs> it's hard to be like, if someone, it's hard for me to, if some, I don't agree or not, I, don't agree, I just don't have thoughts. Sometimes, no, no, no. 100%. Sometimes I don't have thoughts on 100%. anything. So I just come kind of like. Tell me more. It's such a good response. Yeah. I love that response. I want to know more. And if I don't have thoughts, sometimes it's hard because it's like you don't, I don't know. You don't want to like. You know why I love that response is because I think like, especially when we were younger, if someone was like, you know, oh my God, like the chips at the deli are just, whatever, yeah. that's so dumb. But, and then the other person would be like, <laughs> so Philly would be like, oh my God, I know. And they had no idea what no they're idea. talking about. So just to say like, oh, really? Tell me more. Yeah. Like, well, it's like what a, the fuck are you talking about? It's like about? a presence like here. So many people are sleepwalking. 100%. A lot of people are sleepwalking. I always want to test people after I say something and they're like, uh-huh, yeah. And I'm mm. like, do you know what I just said? Mm. <laughs> Quiz them. I do that to my mom, but then I feel bad. Chloe's here. <laughs> Chloe's here and she's uh, working on uh, other work. So... <laughs> Uh, I wonder if they can hear it in the background. Yeah, can you guys hear That's Chloe laughing? That's hilarious. She's uh, uh, working on Leo Creative. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys, do you guys know about Leo Not Creative? sure this is on the payroll, <laughs> but I'm okay. <laughs> you, you can go on your lunch break in five, Chloe. Yeah, literally. We just killed a bag of skinny dipped almonds. Bags. Oh, Bags, man. plural. Here's the thing. I Here's am so grateful. I am so grateful that we you know, get these brands and products to try and all of that. And it's, it's a blessing and a tragedy when they're so fucking good. Mm -hmm. 
I'm always sometimes grateful when we get brands to try out and I don't like them because I'm like, okay, yeah, oh, I'm not going to be, I'm not, you. I'm not going to be a slave to the bag in the fridge or the totally. bag in the whatever, but these skinny dipped almonds, like, uh, I can't even be having, I'm, I'm a now to denying people sending me stuff. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't yeah. want the, <laughs> there's some, actually there's one brand that I can think of. It's a makeup brand. They send me. $500 worth of makeup every month. I literally get the same thing. Did Should we get, say the name? Get, yep. No. Did you get two? Yep. The big ones. I'm like, whoa, this Don't is a suitcase. hundred no, percent. I'm it. like, I, I feel ashamed. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to use this glitter eyeshadow pen. And I don't, I feel terrible that I have it. I want to give it to someone same. that wants it. Same. So join the secret Facebook. <laughs> I know, literally, let's do a And let me know if you want it. Like, yeah. let me know if you want a bunch of makeup because I have tons of makeup. And it's not it's not about being ungrateful. It's more one, we don't really wear makeup so much. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, I'm so grateful. I'm so lucky. I know. I just, no one needs that much stuff. Uh, people get 100%. a lot of stuff. And I don't, I am like, we are tip of the iceberg compared to like what some people oh get. Oh my God, so true. You know, like some people get so much stuff. You don't even know what to do with it. Yeah. No, I know. I literally don't. Yeah. So being an influencer is really <laughs> hard. That's really hard. Sometimes I get packages and it's just I too got, much. You know what kind of influencer I am? Huh? I got tuna. No. <laughs> What's the brand? It's actually really good. Sorry, guys. I know there have been some like comments where they're like, we don't want to hear about you promoting things. But blah, this, is, blah, blah. this is literally not me promoting, but I actually do really like it. So it's this brand Safe Catch. Cool. And um, it's the lowest mercury brand. Cool. So they're really doing their due diligence and checking the levels of mercury, which is really important. It's like dolphin safe, all of that stuff. So uh, it's a really good brand. Major. It's major. Um, so I'm that type of influencer where uh, yeah, I'm tuna sent, influencer. I'm sent some tuna. I keep applying for this campaign with Paragard IUD and I literally haven't <laughs> been accepted. It's pissing me off. So if anyone knows anyone that works at Paragard, I need to be, I need to promote their IUD. Oh my God. I, oh, you wear it. Uh huh. You I've, have it. I've had it in for five years. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So That's back cool. to fucking birth. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. These girls just promote products and talk about vaginas. <laughs> Literally. Every damn day. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, so what's up with you guys? How's your week? <laughs> Actually, I've been having one of those weekends where I think everyone hates me. Oh, tell me more. I mean, I just feel like everyone hates me. Mm. I don't know. I just feel like I've been like, I, well, there's like two, I just feel like I've picking up on things, mm. you know? Well, you're very receptive, but I also think you are so receptive that it sometimes isn't what you think. Yeah. Does that make sense? Well, also too, people are probably thinking the same thing, you know, like people are yeah. probably wondering, but yeah, it's just annoying. I'm like, oh, I'm too tired for this. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just, yeah, it just makes me sad, but. That's okay. <laughs> I've got you guys. I feel right? like I just, you have to remember. You guys are my friends, right? <laughs> it's a, like everyone's a human. Yeah. Zero people. I, it's cheesy, but zero people are perfect. Everyone's trying to figure it out. I know. Everyone has well, and highs then I, and lows and emotions. And then I pulled the law of attraction card on my angel card. Oh. So I have a great angel card deck. Which one is it? Doreen Virtue. Okay. I got to get um, that one. Yeah. It's just great. You know, what's interesting with fucking decks is that I have a bunch of decks and there are some that 
do not work and mm-hmm. are not accurate. And my angel card deck is really accurate. Like your deck. My mesquite is so on point. It's I'm so afraid on to point. Go it's, any other. it's dumb. And it's, there's, it's, it's weird. There's like weird energies with some decks where I they're really, agree. really on point And some aren't. Cause my, um, I forget what the brand is, but my like actual tarot deck is like not on, mm. but my angel deck is like really on. Yeah. You, but you're so connected to your angels too. Yeah. I mean, I say out loud, I'm like, what message do you need to tell me mm-hmm. every day? And I got law of attraction today, which was like, if you think that, then that will come. Wow. You know, if you're sitting there being like, everyone's mad at me, everyone, not everyone's going to get mad but at you. But you're going to see everyone as kind of yep. like thinking yep. about you in that way. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I pulled out, I literally bring my mesquite with me a lot. It, it's because sometimes I just feel the need either for myself or maybe if people are open to it, I'm yeah. not like pushing and weird witchy or whatever, but like, I was on the beach with a friend and I like pulled out the deck and he freaked out a little bit, but I was like, I don't fucking care actually. Did you pull it was cards? so on point. So it's so on point. And he was like, uh, he's like, well, you could apply that. I was like, stop. I actually don't care. Just Mm-mm. take it. Mm-mm. And you don't have to, you can take it or leave it. But like, that was so crazy on point mm-hmm. for what you're going through. And I have nothing else to say. Mm. <laughs> I, that deck is crazy. The other morning we, I was like, tell Justin to pull a card. I'm like, pull a card. And it was in the morning before work. And sometimes before work, he's just like, I'm, he calls me nine to five P cause mm-hmm. I'm like very in the zone. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you gotta go, like go to work. And, um, I pulled the, it's time to go card. Shut up. I pulled the card and I was like, it's time to go. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? He's like, oh man, that's crazy. I know. Wow. It's probably more so about my job and then yeah, like, yeah, yeah. uh, the apartment. Yeah. You know, so. Wow. Um, okay. So let's talk about news for events. Mm-hmm. We have a coming that I hope you guys will please take note of. Yeah. So um, coming up actually next week, um, we will be in New York and uh, Boston. So that by next week, I mean July 16th to the 18th, we will be in New York and July 19th and 20th will be in Boston. Um, so if you haven't already, we have two events in New York, one on the 17th, that's with Alexandra Roxo and Ruby Warrington. It's going to be mystical as hell. Uh, we're so pumped. So please grab your tickets to there. Almost sold out. And then also Wednesday evening with Milana Snow at the assemblage. And that is literally almost sold out in like yeah, two seconds. Yeah, so. it's probably sold out by now. Yeah, actually. And then Boston, uh, we have Danica Bryce speaking Guys, in Boston. Mage. Hello. It's Mage. Major. If you haven't met Danica or seen her speak or know who she is. Or get a hug from her. Oh, it's worth it. her so much. Who cares about us? I mean, honestly. So we're going to be in Boston the 19th. Buy your tickets now. I think we have like two left. I don't even know. Two or three left. I had to open up for more tickets. So like 10, maybe. 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 And then we have Soul Cycle Rides. Yeah. So we have our Soul Cycle Ride on the 16th of July in New York at the West Village Studio B, 6.45 PM, taught by me. Um, and then in Boston as well, we're waiting on the exact time. So just check our website. It'll be up there by the time this episode comes out. And we're just pumped to see you. So if you can come to one of those, both, mm. if you're in those cities, bring your awesome. Friends, bring your along. friends. Yeah. Literally so many people have been coming alone in San Francisco. We had so many people comment that I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to come because I was, you know, coming alone, but I'm so glad I did met so many nice people and just felt really comfortable and welcome. And I mean, it's the fucking truth actually. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, all your friends are there like chill. Yeah. It's totally fine. And then after New York and Boston, 
we are hitting up Seattle. So Seattle's going to be dope. We have Natalie Miles, who is a psychic. She does, I mean, she does spirit guide work and she's the best, you guys. So that event is really special. It's going to be at the Riveter in Seattle on August 11th. And it's like workshop style. So we're really going to be tapping into spirit guides. What are spirit guides? How many do you have? What are they like? It's going to get really mystical and Dope. I'm so Justin's fun. coming. I'm so excited. <laughs> Justin got a reading from Natalie and mm. loves her. Um, and then we have Dallas on September 25th. This one is with Susie Batiz of Poopery, baby. Yo, Susie, number one. No, number fucking one. I don't even know what to say. Like that episode's coming out soon, so please stay tuned. But like this woman has been bankrupt three times and started this company out of like a pure, like a, an answer to a question someone asked her and she's never taken on loans or investors, created this company on her own fucking woman founded and, and owned and, and run. And it's a $300 million company and it's insane. And she's so, she's my mom grounded, spiritual. She's literally like came in at, to, to our studio and was just like this she saw us. Mm-hmm. It was like actually crazy. I know. Anyway. I want to kiss her on the lips. So 25th. <laughs> so she's not your mom. Yeah. <laughs> both. <laughs> September 25th in Dallas. And then um, we'll be in Austin on the 27th. Yeah. Austin on the 27th. We are figuring out our speakers for that one. That yeah. one's going to be awesome in Austin. And then we also have Portland, which we just added. So September 20th, we have in Portland, which mm-hmm. is rad. So we just started opening up tickets for that. That's going to be awesome. That's a lot of information. And I'd like to add. And There's go, a quiz. I'd like to go back for a second. <laughs> what? July 25th in LA oh. with Kelly Levesque. Um, so we have two two LA events this summer. So if you're in LA. There's three tickets left. Yes, to Kelly Levesque at Sage Wellness on the 25th. And then we have oh, on yeah. um, August 8th, which I'm really pumped oh, about, yeah. is the Female Founders panel. Um, so we have like LA's most badass female founders yeah. of some amazing companies like Snow Monkey, uh, Harper Wild, uh, Bev, Flex. Flex. I mean, the list, we're just so pumped. It's going to be a valuable, yeah. valuable evening. So please join us for that. Go onto our website, almost30podcast.com. Okay. And then the last one's her. Oh, sorry. Your birthday? Newly added. <laughs> yeah, May birthday. Lindsay's showing me a little bit of leg right now in this. It's ripped. In this. It's ripping more and more. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> so jank. We have October 13th is our San Diego stop. So you heard it first. I'm hearing it first. You're hearing it first. Cool. Four Moon Spa in San Diego. It's in Encinitas. It's <sighs> a cool grounded, conscious, fun spa that is so cool. I went there with Erica Kimmick for her birthday um, and it's like a day. So we're having a live podcast recording. We're having like sound baths. We're having readings. There's just a bunch that's going to be going on um, in San Diego. And then we're having a catered lunch with you guys. And then we're going to try and do like activities after maybe have you guys, we can all stay together. Yeah. Downtown and Encinitas. Uh, so that is October 13th. And you can check the website for the San Diego stop. Wow. Ooh. Okay. I'm out of breath. Okay. Um, okay. Let's get to today's guest. We're really excited. Mm. Um, we, we don't want to 
chat too much about it because we do talk a lot um, in this interview with Melissa Ambrosini mm-hmm. of the Melissa Ambrosini Show. That's her own podcast. She's also the author of Open Wide and Mastering Your Mean Girl, as well as various programs and downloadables. A friend of Peter Kelly. A friend of Peter Kelly. She's just so much fun, such a light. Um, we talk a lot about relationships, um, just going deeper, mm-hmm. communication, whatnot. And what it means to master your inner inner mean girl. Um, so much of us feel, so many of us feel stuck. And so she really gives you actionable ways to uh, propel yourself out of that stuckness. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're just really, really excited to share Melissa Ambrosini with you if you don't know her already. Um, and join our secret Facebook group so we can talk about this episode and any others, any questions you have. This group, I honestly, I think we had like 500 new members over the last week and a half. Yeah, I mean, if that. There was the cutest comment the other day. I actually, let me just read it really quickly because I love the group from Kristen. Yurina, just got done working late and I'm sitting on my couch scrolling through this group. And as I'm reading, I'm astounded because honestly, shout out to every single one of you. This is such a supportive group with beautiful souls and the vulnerability to be open in some cases. Just so much love to each person here. The energy is crazy. I cannot wait to meet some of you babes. Mm. And then a bunch of people commented just how much they love everyone in the group. So it's a very special community, very positive, very uplifting. You can share whatever is on your mind and know that you will be heard and supported. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. Thanks for enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy this episode. (laughs) Enjoy this episode. We will see you on the other side. Bye. We're so happy. I'm so excited. Yeah, our our listeners have been um, asking for you to come on and we've just been thinking about it for a while and the stars align. So we're so grateful. Mm -hmm. For our listeners who don't know you, would you mind introducing yourself? Hi, everybody. Let's do it. I am Melissa Ambrosini and I am an author and speaker and everything that I do and create is with the intention to inspire women to unlock their full potential, step into their true brilliance and be the best version of themselves and create lives and businesses that they love. You know, this is what the universe tapped me on the shoulder and said, this is your purpose here on earth. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. I'll take it. So that's, and and I've also got my podcast, which I do and I love. And uh, so this is what my intent is with everything that I do and create is to inspire women. When were you tapped Mm -hmm. by the What was the tapping like? The tapping happened in 2010 when I hit rock bottom and ended up in hospital. And before that, I was actually a professional dancer. I danced with the Moulin Rouge in Paris and I did acting and TV presenting and I was burning the candle at both ends before that. Mm. I didn't know how to nourish my body. I was partying, drinking, burning myself out and I actually ended up in hospital because of it because of the physical abuse that I was putting my body through, you know, I was dealing with depression and anxiety and a panic, panic attacks, but also an eating disorder. So physically my body was breaking down, but emotionally I was really not in a good place either. 
and you know my friends had just dumped me I had just moved back from London to Sydney and I didn't want to move home my visa expired so I had to move home and so I had no friends back in Australia the guy I was seeing just cheated on me mm. and I was living on my friend's fold out single bed thing you know those beds that kind of like fold out from the middle yes. like those ones I I was sleeping on that which gave me the worst back pain and I'm so grateful to this friend to this day like she really she let me live on in her lounge room on that fold out for free for months mm-hmm. for months and I'm so grateful for her for that but it was a really dark time in my life and I guess it was only a matter of time before the universe was like, right, you need a little wake up call. And I ended up in hospital with no more candle left to burn. And that is when my whole life changed. That is when I got the tap on the universe. And the the first thing it said to me was, you got yourself here, so you got to get yourself out. And you are responsible for your own health and happiness. And that was kind of a bit of a slap across the face. I thought, holy crap, I I am the reason why I'm here. And I do have to take responsibility and get myself healthy and happy again. And I had no idea how to do that. I just made that my mission. I made it my mission to get happy and healthy again. And that was back Mm. in 2010. And what were your, some of your steps? Like what were some of the steps that you took, you know, to do that? The first thing I did was I realized that I needed to know how to nourish my body. So I actually went and studied holistic nutrition mm. at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, which I'm actually a, a big ambassador for now because that program changed my life. Mm. And I'm so grateful. It's it's a school in New York. Yeah, I'm a big affiliate for them now because I just love and adore them and what that program did for me. And so I went on and I studied holistic nutrition and that course over that year where I was studying really helped me understand how to nourish my body. But then at the end of the qualification, you also become a certified holistic health coach So I started working and coaching women on how to become healthy and happy again as well. So I kind of went through it and then I helped other women go through it. But during my time there, I also did my yoga teacher training. I studied meditation and learned how to meditate. I studied acuenergetics, which is energy healing work and and moving energy around the body and healing the body through moving energy. And I studied to become a life coach over those years. And what I realized was that I wasn't the only one struggling. Mm. I wasn't the only one that was dealing with, you know, eating issues and a disordered relationship with my mean girl, my inner mean girl. And I started a blog, which was back in 2011, the very start of 2011, And not many people had blogs back then. And what I did was I began to share what I was learning and what I was realizing on my blog. And all of these people were just gravitating toward it saying, 
oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one. Oh my gosh, me too. Oh my gosh, can you please coach me? Can you help me? And I wrote my first ebook and I created uh, e-courses and meditation albums online. And then I wrote my first book and I began being asked to speak as an inspirational speaker all around the world. And mm. it has just snowballed from there to where I am now, where I've got two best-selling books and this huge podcast, which is only just a year old and we've hit over 2 million downloads. And it's just, it's just amazing. And I'm so glad that I had the courage to follow my intuition back in that hospital, even though I didn't know how it was going to unfold. And even though I had no idea what was going to present itself to me, I just knew that I had to sort my own health and happiness out. And as a result, I've been incredibly rewarded by getting to help other people do the same. Mm. Did you ever feel like, because it it feels like it happened, maybe it didn't happen so quickly, but it feels like it happened quite quickly where you, you know, did the work mm-hmm. um, on your own for you and it turned into like this mission, but did it ever feel like when people were asking you, can you coach me? You know, can you do this? Did it ever feel like you were like an imposter? Mm-hmm. Not that you are. Mm-hmm. It's more like, you know, we all yep. deal with imposter syndrome, right? Like it's like, mm-hmm can I do that? Mm -hmm. I guess I'm trained to do that, but like, can I do it? It's like those first few people that come to you. What did that feel like? Mm -hmm. And how did you really step into your light? Well, I had an amazing mentor at the time Mm. and he said to me, you are never, I'm trying to remember his exact words, but it was something along the lines of everyone is doing the best that they can. And if you think that you've got to be enlightened to coach someone else, you are never going to get there. Like no one is perfect. I actually deleted the word perfect and perfection from my vocabulary because you show me someone who has it all together. I want to meet them because can you like, seriously, like if you know someone, please let me know because I'd love to shake their hand, but no one is perfect. It doesn't even exist. And he said to me, Melissa, all you have to do is share your experience and speak from your heart. And that's what I did. So I know, cause I now coach a lot of coaches. I know that that's a big thing for a lot of coaches is they feel like they're imposters. They feel like, well, I can't coach someone on business if I don't have my business sorted. I can't coach someone in health if I haven't got my health sorted. I can't coach someone on relationships if I haven't got my relationships sorted. We're all working on growing and evolving. We're all work in progress. It's like we're never going to get to that point of enlightenment. And when we do, we'll levitate out of this body and we'll leave the world. We'll leave this physical plane. But right now we're all still here, which means we've all got stuff to learn. So very early on in my coaching days, I got over that limiting mean girl belief that who am I to coach someone? So if there is anyone listening that is a coach that has that belief, like just let it go because there's no such thing as perfect or perfection. All we can do is share our experience and speak from our heart. 
and you will inspire other people. And I am honest with my, you know, with my clients and with my tribe and my mentoring groups. And I'm like, I'm still working on this, guys. You know, I'm still mastering my mean girl. I'm still practicing crystal clear communication with my husband every day. I'm not going to stand here and say I am quote unquote perfect. I am still on my path and I'm still on my journey. And I, I am, I'm so grateful to be on this path and be on this journey with everyone at the same time. Mm-hmm. I love that. Something that's beautiful. Something that you mentioned was, um, you know, having an eating disorder and working through that. And, you know, it often seems like there are people that have eating disorders and then, you know, in order to overcome it, they immerse themselves in um health coaching or some sort of, you know, way to educate themselves, but also get into it. Like, how did you, I guess, get through that? Like, can you talk about the path of your eating disorder and sort of how it brought you to um, finding food that nourishes you rather than restricting? So mine kind of started when I was really started when I was 20, when I moved to Paris to dance the Moulin Rouge. That's where Mm -hmm. it got really bad because I was witnessing all of these beautiful Amazonian-like women. I mean, if you've been to the Moulin Rouge, like the women are just like off Victoria's Secret's catwalk. Like it's stunning. And I was witnessing all of these women walking around calling themselves the most horrible names. I'm fat, I'm ugly, Uh, I've got this, I've got that. And mm. it wasn't a good environment for someone that was in my situation who was very vulnerable and very sensitive to that stuff. It wasn't a very good environment for me to be in at that time. But, you know, there's other people that go there and they're fine. But because of this mental state that I was in, it wasn't a supportive environment for me at that time in my life. And, you know, I did some really stupid things. What I realised after... So then four years later, so that kind of went on for about four years. And then four years later when I was 24, which which is when I ended up in hospital, and I realized that I had absolutely, you know, no idea how to look after myself. But when you are in hospital with a whole, I had a whole host of health issues, but basically my entire immune system shut down. I had chronic fatigue, thyroid issues, like so many different things. But when your health is taken away from you, you really do question everything. You're like, well, without my health, I can't do the things that I want to do in the world. I can't inspire women. I can't do any of that. And so I really did have to look at the way that I was feeding my body. And so the first step was then enrolling in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I started to understand food as medicine so that was like my first concept and I, and I started to then appreciate this vehicle that we've been gifted and then I realized it's not just about what you put in your mouth, it's more about the thoughts that you think or what I call your inner mean girl says to you. And so I began a deep dive journey into mastering my inner mean girl because that voice 
was what drove my eating disorder. You're not skinny enough. You're not pretty enough. You don't look like her. That voice is what really exacerbated the eating issues. And so I did a lot of work on my inner mean girl, which is where Mastering Your Mean Girl, my first book, where it came from. And it's been my absolute mission from that moment to not only nourish my physical body, my temple, but to also make sure that I'm constantly mastering my mean girl, the voice inside my head, so that I don't disrespect this vehicle or disrespect myself ever again like I have in the past. And it's a journey. Mm -hmm. It's a journey. Like for anyone who is struggling with body image or an eating issue, really look at what is going on internally because when you love and respect yourself so much, you will never treat your body like crap. But that's what we've got to look at. We've got to look at what is that internal dialogue saying to us. That's the best place to start. Mm. Do you have any um, favorite mantras that you would kind of use to talk to that inner mean girl that our listeners could use as well? Mm, Absolutely. So I have a three-step mastering your inner mean girl uh, voice. But this is also for the dudes too. Like this doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got, they've got inner critics too. And you can Mm -hmm. call it your inner critic. You can call it fear. You can call it ego, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And we've all got it. The thing is that women have between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. Men have 40,000. So we have potentially double the amount of internal dialogue going on upstairs. So that means that we might have to master that inner critic a lot more than they have to, but they're not exempt from this. We've all got that voice. So the three-step process that I talk about in my book and in all my programs and in all my talks and everything that I do goes like this. The first step is awareness. You have to become aware of her voice and what she is saying. And maybe she is saying, you're not pretty enough or you're not skinny enough or you're not good enough or you'll never meet the guy, you'll never get out of debt. Who do you think you are trying to write a book? Get over yourself, that voice. Mm. So we need to become clear on that And what I get everyone to do is write it down. So my mean girl is currently telling me that I'm not good enough. Or my mean girl is currently telling me I'm never going to meet the guy. My mean girl is currently telling me I'm never going to get out of debt. Or I'm not pretty enough, skinny enough, whatever. First step is awareness. Because once you are aware of something, you can then make change. But you don't know what you don't know. So if you're not aware of it, you can't change it because you don't know about it. So once we are aware of it, it's like we've turned on the light switch in a dark room. We're like, oh, okay, I can see now. The second step is we gently close the door on that thought. So what most people do and what I've done, you know, in my early 20s was I would let that voice in 
and I'd let it come into my house, sleep over, wear all of my clothes and sleep in my bed for weeks, months, and if not years. But that's what we don't want to do. So when that annoying fear-based voice comes knocking on your door, you say, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm not interested. And imagine it like an annoying salesperson. Like if someone annoying comes and knocks on your door and they're like, want to give you this 45 minute spiel on something that you are just so not interested in, you'd be like, thank you, but no, thank you. I'm not interested. And that's what we've got to do with this inner critic. Thank you, but no, thank you. I'm not interested today. So that is the second step. We gently close the door. And the third step is we choose love instead. So this is when we choose a different mantra. So the first mantra that you were telling yourself is I'm not good enough. The next one is I am perfect and whole and complete just the way I am. I am perfect and whole and complete just the way I am. And you can choose mantras that inspire you. Use words that inspire you. Um, I have a ton of them in both of my books. Um, And it's really important that you use words that really resonate with you or I am just perfect and whole or I am love. You know, whatever you want to use, use those words. So that's the three-step process. It's very simple but doesn't mean it's going to be a piece of cake. Because remember what I said before, we've got 60 to 80,000 thoughts. So you may be doing this 60 to 80,000 times a day, you know, awareness, gently close the door, choose love instead. Because whatever we tell ourselves, whether we verbalize it or it's an internal thought, the universe is listening. And whatever you think, you will create. Whatever you believe, you will create. So if you think that you're not good enough, pretty enough, skinny enough, will never meet the guy, that is what you will manifest. That is what you will create in your life. So we really have to be mindful and get incredibly diligent with our inner dialogue as well as what actually comes out of your mouth. You will never, ever, ever hear me say something horrible about myself ever. That doesn't mean sometimes my mean girl does pop up and she might think something, but you will never hear those words come out of my mouth unless I'm giving an interview like this and talking about it. Mm -hmm. But you will never hear me scold myself in front of the mirror anymore because I know that the universe is listening and whatever I say and believe, I will manifest in my life. We create our reality through our thoughts and beliefs and our actions. Amen, girl. Love it. What have you manifested? Has there been anything that sticks out that you're like, Mm -hmm. oh? (laughs) So much. And I actually keep a manifestation list. Mm. So uh, I do it each year. So Mm. each year I can go back and go, oh, my God, that's what I manifested that year. How amazing. So it's, you know, because we conditioned to focus on the negative, but instead of focusing on the negative, I want to focus on the positive. And so each year, every time I manifest something, I add it to my list. It's just in Evernote. It's not fancy. I just type it in, in my Evernote under 2018 manifestations and achievements. I call them, I call them manifestations, achievements, and celebrations. Um, a couple of the things that the first things that come to my head is, is my husband. 
he is my dream soulmate, my dream man. Like every day I am so grateful for him every day. He is like, he is my twin flame, my soulmate, my partner in life. And I am just so, so grateful uh, that we manifested each other or we called each other in. We've been together in many lives before this. And I'm so grateful that we found each other again in this lifetime. So that's definitely one of the biggest manifestations. And I did a lot of work. How did you manifest him? Well, I talk about this in the book, in Open Wide. So because the the byline for Open Wide is a radically real guide to deep love, rocking relationships and soulful sex. And I talk about in the book how I manifested Nick and also how you can call in your soulmate too. So there's a couple of things that you can do. And the first thing that I did was I did a lot of work on myself. I did a lot of work on myself. Like I had done for years. I really let go of a lot of my limiting beliefs. I really learned to master my mean girl and become bursting with love because before that I had a really horrible relationship with myself. So I got to a place where I was happy and content within myself. And then I got crystal clear on the type of union I wanted in my life. And I have a whole chapter in the book uh, on this and it's called, it's chapter four. It's called dive into your ocean. And it's where you get crystal clear on your beliefs, your core values, your interests, and your hobbies. Because when you know your core values and your beliefs and your interests and your hobbies so well, you are able then to call in someone who is aligned with you. But if you don't know what your core values are, then how the heck are you meant to call in someone who is aligned with you? Like, for example, if one of your core values around parenting is to not hit children and you start dating someone who believes in hitting children, like how is that going to work? I don't see how that's going to work, you know? Um, So it's really, really important that you get clear on those things and also you know, how you want to feel in your partnership. How do you want to feel when you're in each other's presence? So that's another thing that I did. And then I literally acted as if every day I already had that. So I acted every day like I'd already had it. Like I was, I didn't feel like I was lacking something within me and someone else was going to feel that. I felt already whole and complete. And like I wasn't already lacking something, but I was like, it would be epic, you know, to hold hands with someone who is aligned on this journey with me. And Nick and I always say to each other that you're the cherry on top of my already delicious, gluten-free, sugar-free cupcake. Mm. Like I'm already, (laughs) like I'm already amazing and delicious, but you're the cherry on top and I don't need the cherry. Like I actually don't need it. Like I'm already amazing and delicious on my own but you bring a little sparkle, a little extra sparkle and your epic to hold hands with on this journey. 
and I wouldn't want anyone else to hold hands with on this journey. That's how you call in someone. But it's really important for anyone listening that you don't think you are missing something because you're not missing something. You are amazing and perfect and whole just as you are. And you don't need someone else to complete you. My relationships before my husband were very much about filling voids. I filled a void in them and they filled a void in me. And what happens when we enter a union with that intent is there's an expiration date. It's not going to last forever. So it's really important that we come together with no expectations other than just wanting to be together because, Mm. you know, not because you feel a void in me. Like one of my old ones was men liked, I dated men that liked saving women and hello, I wanted to be saved. So it was like this perfect match until the expiry date came around and then that relationship dissolved and then, you know, I'd bring in another one. But it's really important that you talk about in the book, you do the work on yourself, you get really clear, crystal clear on your desires and your values. You act as if you are already whole and complete. You feel it, like feel it in every cell of your entire body. Don't just say it, you've got to really feel it. And don't feel like you are lacking or missing anything because you're not. The soulful sex. So what does that mean to you? And sort of what is the aspect, that aspect of, you know, the book and the relationship? Well, before my husband, I was having junk food sex. And I didn't know that soulful sex was actually a thing. I didn't know it was possible because I just experienced junk food sex, mutual masturbation, you know, it was just mm-hmm. about getting off. There was no divine communion. Mm-hmm. And so for me, soulful sex is when two conscious, mindful and aware people come together to experience pure bliss, love, God, consciousness, whatever you want to call it. Mm. And it's about uniting. It's about coming together. We, you know, Nick and I sometimes call it um, adult meditation because it's, <laughs> it is like a, med- it is a meditation for me and for mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. It is like a meditation and it is such a soulful, divine experience mm-hmm. where I experience pure, unconditional love, God, oneness, and it's just, it's bliss. It is, mm. it's actually bliss. And if you both have that intent to come together to experience that, like that's when you'll experience it. But I didn't know it was possible until I'd experienced it. Like, you know, people, I've kind of read about it in books and I was like, what the heck are they talking about? Mm-hmm. And one of the first books that I read that really kind of instilled this in my mind or planted the seed, I should say, was the work of David Dieter. I don't know if you guys have read his stuff, but Mm -hmm. um, I read Dear Lover and Nick read The Way of the Superior Man. And it's so crazy because before we got together, about six months before we actually came together, 
we were both reading that book at the exact same time. We didn't even know. We didn't know each other. Like, we didn't know. But we're reading the same. Like, I was reading Dear Lover. He was reading Way of the Superior Man by David Dieter six months before we got together. And then we just, like, came together and we both read these amazing texts and been inspired to create something like that, that they talk about. So that was kind of like when the, where the first seed was planted. Mm. It's, it's so cool that like divine timing, you were both kind of working on those things at the same time. I'm thinking about maybe some of our listeners who are in relationships where their partner is not as conscious. Like Mm -hmm. how do you invite them into a conscious space and make them feel safe and not intimidate them or make them feel less than? Mm Mm-hmm. I get this question so much and there's a couple of things that you can do. The first thing that I want to say is you cannot fix change or improve anyone else. You can lead the horse to the water, but you cannot make it drink. And if you are trying to change your partner or get them on board, you may end up causing yourself a lot of stress. And I've tried. I have tried with ex-partners and I've tried with my family and I have a bonus son and I've tried to get him to do things. But what I have realized is that the only way to inspire another human being, and I talk a lot about this in Open Wide, the only way to inspire another human being or lead another human being to the water is by being the example, is by being the living, breathing, walking, talking example of what you believe, okay? Then when it comes to your lover, practicing what I call crystal clear communication. So what I would do if I was in that situation would be I would lead by example, I would continue to show up and if my partner wasn't as conscious, I would continue to show up because without any expectations of him coming on board, I would continue to show up, I would just keep showing up, but I would also crystal clearly express to him or her my desires, you know, and and I still have to do this with my husband that, you know, I have to sit him down and say, darling, I love this, but I would really love to work on this or I would really love to go deeper with you here. And it can feel really vulnerable sometimes. Crystal clear communication is about opening your heart and communicating from your heart space, not your head. It's not about blaming the other person or pointing the finger every time you point the finger at someone, there's three fingers pointing straight back at you. And we have to take responsibility. And so I would highly recommend leading by example and then practicing crystal clear communication. Sit them down and say, I really want to work on this with you or I want to go deeper in this area with you. Are you open to exploring this with me? How about we try this? You know, and just having that open, honest, authentic, real, vulnerable dialogue with them. And then if they're like, nope, not interested, then there's, you know, there's space for you to think about, well, can I fully accept this? And if I can't fully accept this, 
then the other option is to leave. You know, it's, there's only two options. You fully accept that person for who they are or you leave. There's only two options. Hmm. Yeah. I know I think a lot of it is people just coming to terms with, you know, there is potential there and there is like hope or not. And I think that's the hardest part. People like work at something that was not for them a long time ago. Mm -hmm. So that's always hard to kind of come to terms with. But I think that's I feel like the women a lot of times in their relationships are sort of like the guide or the gauge of where things are emotionally or spiritually. So it's, I mean, I I don't really, you know, I don't want to, put everyone into the same box, but I don't really know any situations where the man has been the one that sort of wants to spiritually move forward or spiritually experience something differently. So I always feel like it's like the woman that's sort of leading the conversation about emotional growth or areas of improvement or something like that. They're sort of always keeping the temperature Mm -hmm. in relationships. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely witnessed a lot of that along my journey. Yeah, I completely. So you knew when you found, how did you know that he was the one and how can someone know, you know, that someone is the one for them? I have had so many of my friends and my mom and dad are still happily married and my, my husband's parents are still happily married and they've been married for maybe like 45 years. And my parents, yeah, my parents have been married about 40 years. I had a couple of friends that I really admired and they'd all said to me, when you know, you know. And I was like, whatever. Like that is the <laughs> biggest load of crock I've ever heard. I'm like, whatever. Like, no. And, and my, my boyfriend before my husband, I was in a relationship with him for about three years, I think. And people would say to me, oh, are you going to get married? And I was like, no, I don't believe in marriage. No, 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 I don't believe in marriage and I don't want to have kids. But I realized now that that was just me protecting myself because I knew he wasn't the one. And I would convince myself that I didn't believe in marriage and I didn't want to have kids. I was like, no, it's not for me. It's not for me. But I knew deep, deep, deep down that he wasn't the one for me. And so I had my friends say, when you know, you know. And when I met Nick, We'd actually known each other for about three years, and I share this story in the book. We'd known each other for about three years before we actually got together, but not very well. I mean, he was in a relationship, I was in a relationship. We'd seen each other, probably had like two conversations, you know, not not very well. I'd always thought he was very handsome, but never thought anything else because he was in a very long-term relationship, and so was I. So I never allowed myself to even think anything more. It's almost like the universe was like, block, you know, don't go Mm. there. And I realize now that we couldn't have got together any sooner because we both had a lot of internal work that we needed to do. And that three years before we actually got together was when a lot of growth was happening for both of us. And we were both going through very similar things. And we're both in three-year relationships. And both of those relationships were very healing relationships. We had a lot of karmic healing to do with our ex-partners. And so... Uh, When we got together, we were both, before we got together, both at a place within ourselves where we had finally experienced or found internal peace and happiness. And I had never experienced that before in my life. I had never known that existed. 
And when we got together on our second date, I texted my best friend and I said, I'm going to marry him. And she was like, what? What, girlfriend? You don't believe in marriage. You don't want to have kids. And Nick has a son. So before, you know, my girlfriend's thinking, what the heck? Like the relationship before you had just been telling everyone that you don't want to get married and you don't want to have kids. And here I am saying on the second day, I want to marry him and and have an instant kid, like a bonus kid straight away. And I'm like, I just know. And she's like, oh my God. And this, this is one of my best friends who, who is in a, a marriage and she's very, very happily married still. And they have a son too. And she was like, oh my God, this is so exciting. You know? And I was like, I know. And she's like, I have never seen you like this. And I've never heard you talk like this before. And I just was like, just unwavering conviction. I was like, I know. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my gut, my cells, my whole body just knows. And I've never been more certain about anything in my entire life. And we have been married for four years now. And it's, you know, four years is still not like my parents, 40 years. Um, But we are still, you know, very, very, very much in love. It still feels like the honeymoon phase for us. Um, And we, you know, decided to not buy into that story that the honeymoon phase only lasts for a year. We're like, no, we want to be in honeymoon phase when we're freaking 95. We want to be, we want to still be ravishing each other when we're that old and well into, you know, the later years of our life. You just know, and you've got to follow that feeling, you know, because our intuition speaks to us in feelings, not so much words like our inner critic is more, you know, that will speak to us in words, but our intuition is more that feeling. And so Mm. I just, I just followed that feeling. Mm. I love that. It's hard though. I feel like sometimes with people, it's like they have a knowing, but then there's also grasping, you know, there's like the, you know, we're going to get married and, you know, there's like a a grasping to it where they want something so bad because there's almost an an inner fear that's happening, you know, that they're afraid they're going to lose it. So they're kind of pushing someone along or forcing it. So it's an interesting dance. You know, I've, I've done the grasping thing and I've also done, you know, I have the knowing, but it's just super interesting. And I do feel like you do know, you know, people say that. And I do actually believe that when, you know, you know, and there's been nothing, you know, truer than those words in my life too. I also want to talk about the female relationships in your life and how they have evolved, you know, with the work that you've done. I Mm -hmm. feel like Also with success, you know, it's hard and we talk about it a lot on the podcast or we have talked about it and we talk about it with our community um, because they're dealing with the same thing as as women are evolving and they're progressing in their careers and they're becoming more conscious. You know, sometimes you kind of have to, I don't know, step away from some relationships that might not be serving you anymore. And it's, it's really difficult because there's history there. And how do you do that gracefully? Mm-hmm. And is there a way to do it gracefully? I don't, you know, I don't know. So what has been your experience um, with mi- women and how has it changed mm-hmm. with the work that you've done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I talk a lot about this in the book as well, because you are the average of the five people you spend your 
most of your time with. So think about that. You know, think about the five most prominent people in your life and you are an average of those people. And some people might be like, yeah, that's awesome, high-fiving yourself. And other people, you might be like, oh, crap. Mm. Oh, crap. And if you're in the Mm. oh, crap category, that's okay. What I suggest you do is you you don't have to break up with them over text message. (laughs) What you can do is start to just funnel your energy in a different direction. Instead of giving so much energy to that person or that relationship, that person's drama, you know, if they're full of drama, instead of giving so much energy to that person and their their drama, funnel that to someone else who inspires you. So it's like you don't have to cut them out of your life. You don't have to break up with them over text message. You literally just start to funnel your energy somewhere else. And the universe will help you out. You know, ask for support, ask for guidance. The universe will support you. And that is what I've done over the years. Like for me, I am a massive believer in you. If you want a relationship to flourish like a plant, you've got to water it. You've got to water it. You've got to give it love, attention, energy. You've got to give it the right amount of sunlight. Same with your relationships. You've got to give them time, energy, love, all sorts of things in order for them to thrive. And it comes back to we teach others how to treat us. And if you want more soul sisters in your life, like if you want more like-minded soul sisters, you've got to be that type of person to others first. You can't sit back and just expect beautiful, like-minded soul sisters to treat you a certain way if you're not treating them a certain way. I pour so much love and attention into my relationships with my girlfriends, and that is because I love and adore them, but I want those relationships to flourish and thrive. And in order for them to flourish and thrive, they need watering and love and attention. Mm. What does that mean for you? Like what does watering love and attention mean specifically? Well, what I do on my own is they're always in my gratitude list. That's one thing. They're always in my gratitude list. I pray for them. You know, at the end of my meditations, I pray for them. I pray for their health and their happiness. And then what that physically looks like is um, sending beautiful messages, you know, sending flowers on important days, uh, checking in with them, sending beautiful love notes just for the sake of it, for no reason, Um, listening, like really listening. And I give in open wide so many different strategies on how to be an epic soul sister. But these Mm. are just some of the things that I do, picking up the phone and and having hour-long conversations and listening, like really listening, not talking all the time, just listening and being there, you know, catching up when we can. Of course, we've all got things going on, but making regular time to catch up, whether it's for a walk or, 
you know, monthly dinners or something like that. But just that's me investing in those relationships. And, you know, you can, it doesn't take long to send a beautiful message. So yesterday I just sent a beautiful long voice message to, I use an app called Voxer, which is, you can send voice messages. I sent the most beautiful long voice message to one of my best friends just saying how much I love and adore her and how grateful I am to have her in my life and how much she inspires me and what how she inspires me. And I just sent this big, long message. And then she responded today and just said, I don't think you understand how much that meant to me because her and her husband are going through a separation. Mm. And I didn't actually know that. It actually just happened. I sent that message at the exact time she needed it. Mm. And isn't it, isn't it perfect how the universe works? So she's going through this incredibly hard time and I send this beautiful message. So that's just an ex- that's one example. It doesn't take long to send a voice message. You know, mm. it does not take long to take a few seconds out of your day to be kind to someone else and to help someone else. And this is something that I'm really, really active with and passionate about because random acts of kindness, even saying thank you, that means a lot to me or something like that, they go such a long way. We live in a culture where it's go, 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 do, 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 quick, 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 that by just stopping and saying thank you so much for that message, it really meant a lot to me like mm. will make someone's day, you mm-hmm. know? So it's it's about treating others the way you want to be treated. And that goes for your love relationship as well, not just your mm. friendships, but all of your relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the saying thank you and the acknowledgement is closing the energy loop, you know? So if you're giving it and then you're receiving it, you're closing that energy loop, which is super important to like, as a message to the universe that like, this is sent, this is received. I like this. I want more of this. So I think that's, that's like what's super important mm. about um, that. And that was, that was beautiful. So I just have a last question. So, you know, the relationship thing is amazing and incredible, but what about when it gets hard? Like what about the fights and sort of what about the challenging times in your relationship? Like how do you navigate those conversations with your partner? Mm. This is such a great question. And Nick and I just finished our tour around Australia. We toured around Australia celebrating. He's a musician. So Mm -hmm. celebrating his music and my book. So he wrote a song called Open Wide and my book is called Open Wide. And we created a show that was a mixture between music, motivation and meditation. So it was like a real life play kind of thing. Mm, So amazing. And one of the stories that we shared in this show was about a really challenging time that Nick had last year. So he was going through an incredibly challenging time. He was getting a spiritual upgrade. His operating system was getting an upgrade. There was a lot of challenge. It was very hard for both of us. Very, very hard. There was a lot of anger from him. There was a lot of frustration because he felt stuck. He was sitting in suffering and pain and fear and he couldn't see the light. And here I am over here going, the light's here. Like just 
look up, it's here, you know? But when someone's suffering, that's the last thing they want to hear. You know, I'm sure there's many times he wanted to just like slam the door in Mm. my face. But how we got through that was by practicing a lot of the things I talk about in the book. And one of those is crystal clear communication. And I would say to him, I actually, I love you and I'm here for you, but I'm not going to contribute to your suffering. You know, all things like that. Like we would just crystal clearly communicate and we didn't always get it right. Don't get me wrong. You know, there was plenty of times where I slept on the couch mm-hmm. and there was plenty of times where I had to, or I had to self-soothe myself and, you know, I, was, I would place my hand over my heart and I would remind myself that this too shall pass, this too shall pass, this too mm-hmm. shall pass and he's suffering and I need to be his support right now and he needs me more than anything right now to be his support and his rock. And it's very hard because the feminine take things very personally. And men, not so much. They don't take things as personally as women do. And so I would have to really self-soothe myself and do a lot of my own internal work. And I went and saw my spiritual mentor. I I had her on the phone to me a lot of the time. And so I couldn't seek my comfort in him because he could barely comfort himself at that time. So I had to go and get outside support. So if you are in a challenging time with your partner or, and and I'm not talking about physical or verbal abuse here. I'm just talking about like, you know, the stuff that comes up, you know, grief. Um, If you, if one of you have lost someone, um, these sorts of things, really challenging life circumstances that do come up. And so I did a lot of internal work myself. It forced me to get back to my meditation cushion even more. It forced me to go and see my spiritual mentor daily. I had her on Voxer. I was boxing her constantly. Uh, she was helping me work through this stuff that, that was coming up for me as a result of Mick going through his own experience. So what I would suggest is definitely as best you can practice crystal clear communication with your partner And then also go and seek advice from someone that you love and that you trust. Get support, not seek advice, sorry. Get support. Like get, have someone who can hold you whilst, you know, if your partner is going through something, um, but if, you know, you're both going through something. And and I've actually said to Nick, I think we need to go and see someone together. And I think, and we actually didn't end up doing it, but we saw the set, we have the same mentor and we saw her separately. So we saw her separately and then we'd actually booked in to see her together. And by that time we'd resolved it. We'd resolved, he'd moved through it. But, you know, having these conversations with someone, with an outside party is really important. And someone who's like not connected to you so it's not your mom or it's not his mom or it's not anyone who's related, just someone, you know, this person is our spiritual mentor and we go to her for that purpose. Um, and she's become, you know, a great friend of ours too. But I think having support outside of the relationship, practicing crystal clear communication as best you can and doing the work on yourself is really important. 
And also one other thing is we renew our vows every year Mm. and because you change and you evolve and kids come into the mix or kids leave the nest. And so Mm. as a couple, Mm. your goals are going to change. So we set goals individually on January 1st every year, but we also set goals as a couple And then every April, which is our anniversary, we renew our vows and we re-say our vows. So we have this thing called the lover's code. And some of the things in the lover's code are things like we will never go to bed angry. You know, that's in our code. We will never swear at each other. That's in our code. And so we have this, we've created this lover's code of conduct, code of conduct. And if one of us steps out of that, we're like, hey, you know what? That's not in our code. And then, you know, Nick said to me the other day, he's like, we don't speak to each other like that. That's not in our code. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I'm so sorry. And I apologized completely. We hugged and we kissed and we let it go. Where what we, what I would have done in the past is hold on to that for mm-hmm. weeks and hold held on to that anger and resentment so you know having a lover's code of conduct and code of conduct and renewing your vows like these are really great things that you can do as a partnership because individually I want to grow and evolve to be the best version of myself like I want to constantly grow and evolve and in my relationship Nick and I want to grow and evolve as well we want to go deeper and deeper and deeper in love and expansion and in order to do that you've got to set these goals and parameters. Otherwise, you're kind of just going round and round in circles and you're never growing as a couple. Mm, I love the lover's code. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that one. And mm. I just love the transparency and the the way you guys collaborate together. I think it's mm-hmm. for people to see that and to know that like your journey and your relationship hasn't always been perfect, but you the constant is that crystal clear communication Mm -hmm. is that respect is that kindness at the end of the day. I think that's really important for people to witness. Um, I wish we could talk all night (laughs) so much more. Um, but how can our listeners connect with you books, social media, all of that. I'm excited for them to really do a deep dive into your work. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. That's very sweet of you. And, um, you can head to my website, which is just melissaambrosini.com, and you can check out both of my books, Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide, and I've got a whole bunch of programs and products there. Check out my podcast. It's called The Melissa Ambrosini Show. Nick also has a podcast. It's called Broad New World, and he actually did a podcast yesterday. He does daily podcasts. He does, well, he does I know, right? He does five a Ooh. week. I know, right? I'm like, that is dedication, brother. Um, But he did one yesterday called The Lover's Code and he's talking, he tells everyone our code on it. So if you're interested in hearing about our code, listen to that episode, check out my books, my speaking gigs. um, And then I'm on really active on Instagram and Facebook. And that's just Melissa Ambrosini Tribe on Facebook and Melissa Ambrosini on Instagram. I love Instagram. Come and introduce yourself to me on there. I try and read every single message. So please um, come and introduce yourself and hang out and listen to the show and read my books. 
and let me know what you think. Awesome. Thank you so much for making the time. I know you're very busy, so it really means a lot to us. And we're so excited to um, have our you know, our community connect with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't so, wait to share this with them. And we, now we have the book too, so we cannot read to read open wide. Yeah, so excited. Awesome. Thank you. Beautiful ladies. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so much. If you're ever in LA, please let us know. Yes. And we'll do the same. Will, yes. Yeah. I will be there in September. So I will definitely Ooh. let you know. Yes. Great. would love to meet up. That would be great. Awesome. Thanks, Thank you ladies. so much. Mm-hmm. Have a great rest of your day. Have you a wonderful too. day. Bye. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. What an episode. What an episode. Melissa Ambrosini. Just a lot of like, it's like really good, thoughtful information. Yeah. And relatable. Yeah. Like I just kind of want to know that like, I'm not alone when it comes down to it. And she's been through it and um, has helped a lot of women Mm -hmm. go through it. So you can visit her website, melissaambrosini.com. Grab her book, Mastering Your Mean Girl, as well as Open Wide. I really love Open Wide. And yeah, join our secret Facebook group. Let's talk about this and anything else. My best friend was just talking about the podcast the other day and I tell him, you know, like how great the group is and he just was so emotional. Like he's my gay's best friend and he is getting married. So he's very emotional about everything. And he's like, I just, I feel your community. Like even though I'm not like in it and at your events and stuff, he's like, I really do feel like the power of almost 30 nation. Mm. which was so cute. Yeah. I was like, you can feel it and you're not like, he's in it, but he's, you yeah. know what I mean? He's not. Um, so and those conversations are happening at the events. I, it's incredible. It's magic. I actually, I really think we need to, I, I, maybe it's just me, but I need to like take a moment or take a day and just like really take in like mm. what's going on because yeah, you know, this is so much bigger than us and it's not about us. And I'm just yeah. like, only and I'm just starting to feel the gravity of what's going mm. on because we're on tour. Mm-hmm. And so just thank you to everyone who's come out and we hope to meet as many of you as possible. So if you can make it to the tour, great. And also, you know, hopefully we'll be traveling like this more often and we'd love to come to where you are. So if there's enough interest, um, we will come to your city. Yeah. Anywho, 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 we hope you guys have a great, great rest of your week. Have a great week. See you soon. We love you. We love you. (laughs) Bye bye. (laughs) Push them out. Wrap it up. (laughs) The intro was long enough.